0: We're holding in Paris as well. and having now defined the uh, outline of the border of Eretz the Navi is going to give us, having now outlined the border of Eretz Yisrael, the southern border of Eretz Yisrael, now the Navi is going to tell us the names of the cities which were given to Yehuda. And the question before we see the list of the cities, why is this necessary? The once you've told me the, the area which Rabbi Yehuda got, so, then automatically, anything within those borders, anything within that, uh, so to speak, de- demarcated piece of land, will belong to Yehuda as well. That's so why I tell the names of the cities. So, we saw there were two reasons. The first one is because some of the cities were given to the Levim, which means from the cities Yehuda gave, you have to give something to the Levim. The second one, as you saw, is that B'nai Shimon weren't given an independent territory nearest Israel, and therefore what they took was also some of the cities of Yehuda. And therefore we give the list of the names and therefore we, we recognize them So when we find out later which ones were given to Levi Or which ones were given to Shimon We know what they're talking about Now the interesting point here is, is That that part of the land which was given to Yoda Hadn't yet been conquered Although on the whole they'd finished the conquest, conquest Versus Israel There were still certain pockets of resistance That the Clash hadn't yet managed to conquer We saw personally Yeshua was to blame That he wasn't in a rush to finish the conquest also, we're going to see there were certain places which they weren't allowed to conquer, such as Yerushalayim, because of Abraham's promise to Abimelech that it wouldn't affect him or his Nechti, his first generation. And it seems like there were still some survivors in um, the time of Yeshua for the first generation. And therefore, the cities were given to Yeshua, were, were given to Yehuda, were given to them as part of the territory. But later on, after Yeshua dies, so we'll see the beginning of Sefer Shafim, that Yehuda has to go on another campaign to try and, and, so to speak, win in battle those those cities which weren't yet theirs. Right, okay, so that's the outline to the cities. Now, we don't recognize all these place names. A lot of them we do recognize, or at least we recognize, even if not today, where they are physically, but from other places in Tanakh. There are a number of them which we don't know where they are. We don't recognize them. And it's interesting that the Gemara learns them as something... Uh, not, pre- not, not literal, the Gemara is just from the name of some of the psyche. The Gemara and Megillah, we'll see when we talk about them. Okay, so we'll read the list, and uh, most of them, like I said, is just a list of names. The ones with there's something to talk about with them, if I should point out, so we'll stop and explain. So we are holding by Parak Tesfal Pasikhav, and he says, This is the Nakhila which was given to B'nai Hudah. He's starting from again the south where he started the border from, which is the southeast corner of Eretz Israel, the southeast corner of Shevet Yehuda. And then it's Kavitsal, the, the, the Yagur, and then going towards the central part of Israel, the Kin the of Ad oda the Kadesh, the Chatzavi Yisnan. The one we recognize there is Kadesh. Right? And the question is, is this the same Kadesh that we always call Kadesh Parneh? What are the two different places we're going to see? Chatzar. So yeah, one, one of the six in the class. That's and, Laftali. and we're going to see that a number of names are repeated We must not get mixed up There's also a in the north And similarly in the Chatsar There's two Chatsars There's a Chatsar in the Yehuda There's also a Chatsar in the north which all That we're going to learn about Here we have two Chatsars, have two Chatsars Just in Yehuda Chatsar So now we've been in one pasuk like Three times with Chatsar First we have Kadesh And then we have Chatsar And then we have Chatsar And the Malbim already asked the question here, what's going on with all these khatsar? It's all one place. And uh, so why key it split it into three? And this is besides for the khatsar, which is said, is another verse in Australia, which is in Shevet Neftani, and we're going to learn about. Right, And therefore, the um, Malbim says that the, pla- the place which is called um and or Krios, and Khedshon are around Khazar. The main city was Khazar. These were like uh, suburbs, or whatever it was, little areas around Khazar. Ammon Shmama Shul, the one you are recognized as Beresheva, that comes up a lot The other cities, are cities in the south of Yudah, which we don't find other references to in Tanakh. Is the name of the city? No, also the surroundings of Beresheva. Oh, right. the the uh, of or Madman of These are places. We, they come up in other places also. For example, David When he ran away from Shaul, he went to Tziklag. Um, even on this pasuk, the Gemara in the Gemara um, is in The Gemara says that Rav uh, Acha uh, asked the question, "What does it mean Tziklag Madmano and sansana? And he was that even has ever has a tzar in other words, there's a complaint that he wasn't given food by somebody. Or um, medmana, which means he keeps quiet. So in Yeshiv's snare, which is like what is Baruch, who appeared in the snare. The is derived from the Spasach, which is taken out of context, obviously. This is to make it Russia. In other we're talking about places. And here they really are places. Like I said, these places come elsewhere in Tanakhosa. And uh, these cities, these are the south of Eretz Yisrael. So that's going through the Negev. Now he's going up the coastal plain of Israel, Bashvela, Ashtal, Vitzara, Vashna. These cities were the places, Ashtal, Vitzara, are the places we see later on in Shoftim, where Shemshon um, came from. They're on 38, going down towards Bechamish. Right. So are in Right. So even though it's interesting, Shemshon was from Shevarddon, we see the cities that he grew up in were in Shevard Yehuda. When we get to Shemshon, we'll see why it was like that. The other places we don't find other references the Also these places we don't find other references. The Tanakh, the <laughs> Makeda. we just saw before, it was one of the big cities which Yeshua conquered. Um, if you remember, this the, so was they found, trapped the five melachim in the cave, and they took that that city over. Melachim we had as well in the in that same congress of the Tower of Lachish Melachim the next one is Libn we had there as well. The next one is V'asav va'ashan, Yiftach va'ashan, Nitziv va'kiila, va'achziv va'resha, Arim mm-hmm. chayish va'chatzirim. And the question is, why does the Nach keep stopping to count how many there are? You know, why doesn't just give us the whole list together and then at the end tell us um, how many cities in total, as opposed to here? I'm sorry, after each group, we count how many there were. And this is because Yehuda was divided into subsections based on the families in Yehuda or whatever it was. So we're now we're discussing districts within the Nach Yehuda and each of them we count the cities in each one. Now we're going to the sea. And then these were cities which were given to Yehuda, but really Yehuda never had because the Fishtim had them. Yeah. These cities were all picked out of Rome, or they were No, they were part of the Nakh. and automatically they went to You Either what? chosen or was or the area very, very we already no, gave before in the boundaries and these all the cities which fell in that territory. I Everything mean, yes, not a part of the cities. The Etsam were part of Sav Yudha, Yhuda never ever had them. And those are the cities which the Pishtim were in. Right, and we're going to see that for whatever reason the Ka never managed to, to conquer the Pishtim, the entire sojourn of Kaishala is the until the Khurban, the Pishtim were there to bother them. They never completely conquered the Pishtim. Right. And, uh, and that goes further than that. It says that the Pishtim were kidded a Kodishwakal stick. To punish all with every time they didn't obey and therefore even though they were part of Shevet Yehuda, Yehuda never got around to conquering them. And these are the cities of Ekron of Nasev HaChatser Sel, and the Ekron of Iyam towards the sea, Kodashel Yad Ashtod, Vachatser Sel, Ashtod, Vachatser Sel, Ashtod of Nasev HaChatser El, Ad Nachlam Mitzrayim, which is the south border of Yehuda, Vayam HaGadal Vagvul. So these are three of the five cities of the Phrishtim. The five cities of the Phrishtim is Ekron, Ashtod, Ashkelon, Azor, and so far, we mentioned three of them here in the Passock, uh, which were meant to be part of Nahas Yoda. So that's on, the, that's on the coastal side of Yoda, Vaharsh, like we mentioned before with it's a place where conquered, that's in the mountains, that's approaching Yerushalayim. And that's interesting, he says, Kiris Arabi Hebron is because that was a part which was given to Kalev. He said, Kiris Arabi Hebron itself was one of the Ar-A-Lavim. it wasn't given to Yoda. give the we know where Engedi is. en was a city. then was a city. And now... I'm curious arms were is curious where it is today. Right. Not exactly, but we know more or less that the Curious was. Now, so that we've counted all the cities. And the last one, obviously, is Yerushalayim. They weren't allowed to destroy the Yerushalayim. Like we said before, the promise that they made to Abi Melech, the Yeshava Yvusya as <laughs> Pnay Yudishlaim <laughs> Adiyamaze. The the Yussi stayed in Yushlayim at Adiya Mazah. Now as a rule the, the Nachmuli, Nah often says this lesson, the slash But it doesn't mean until today. It's not in the vow for the future, it means until the time the Novi was written. At a later stage things could change. And therefore when Yeshua was written, the Yusu was still in Yoshelaim. The Yeshua never conquered them the, 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 the never conquered them. Later on in the time of Dabir Melech, then they conquered the Yavusim and they kicked them out of Yoshelain but that was only at a much later stage after it had already been written and therefore this passage is accurate in the context of when it was set. Yes. So these are the cities which are brought down from Nahalus Yehuda. It's interesting that even though we've been given the outline of the place of where Yehuda was and the cities inside it, there are some very interesting omissions. And those places which we would imagine are cities which should have been mentioned because they're in the property of Yehuda, but they're not, such as Beslechem. Right, uh, mm-hmm. is definitely in Shavuot. You've mentioned Hebron, you mentioned Yishalayim. It's not mentioned um, And it's actually an interesting question because the question was that even at Yaakov' in this time, we have a place called Beis Lechem where Rachel was buried. Right? The question was, was it a city in the time of Yeshua or not? Later on the Nach again, you're going to find Beis is a city where Yishai, the father of David, comes from. And the question is, at what stage was it? Where was it? When was it built again? Was there a city throughout the, by that name? It could be only later. Right. Again, this has enough kimena, not so much practically today, but in Hala- technically we have enough kimena, and that is, we know that the din of Megillas Esther is that the places which are walled, because the you're none, you're on the 15th. Obviously, these places are still hab- inhabited. Now, the, these, these are the cities which they were in the time of Yeshua, so and therefore we don't know if they all had walls, but at least there were cities which we can debate if they had walls or not there's a question of Hebron, Be'er wherever. But in cities which aren't on the list, we don't know they existed in the time of Yoshev. If uh-huh. that's the case, we don't have to be khoshesh, that maybe they were, they were there, they were walled cities, but they aren't even mentioned. firstly, cool. so, what happened to those parts of Yoshev, which they never conquered, like I said, Eretz Pishkim? So when Yoshev gave out its Nakhala, within, internally, within the Shafiq, that they apportioned halakim. Which weren't yet theirs, so or could they only give out the chalakim which they already aren't? You know, as well as some unfortunate families who they ended up getting a chalik in Aza, which they never got to see. Right? That's one question. The other question is the, the, we know that within the Shevet, there were cities and there were farms, there were fields. How did they split it up? Did everybody get a, a portion of land as well as it has in the city, or did some people get property in cities and some people get property in the fields? What was the internal division of the Shvatim? Right, so you're going to see later on, in the beginning of Pasha Shoftim, about uh, the fact that the, what, what the Shoftim did with the halakim of their territories, which they were, were still inhabited by Pishtim and therefore they had, to, they had to make a second military campaign later on in order to try to uh, clear out what they could, when the parts that they couldn't. so That stayed in the hands of the, of the Knanim or the Pishtim, Wherever it was, it wasn't theirs. If that's the case, what happens to the Nachalists? That that's interesting. There's a story about this in the Gemara, about a similar halacha. And that is, if a father portions his Nakhla between two of his sons, and then it's inspired one of the properties he never got to get because it was taken away back credit, whatever it is, so do we say that we have to re-split what's left? Or do we say that uh, everyone is at risk of losing their khalak, and this is what it worked out, so then that person's unfortunate, it could have been either of them. But uh, the mashmaos here is that Nobody, like, you know, even though that portion was meant to be given out, if if they never managed to get it, so then the people who were meant to, so to speak, get the Chai we had to be given a portion somewhere else. We don't find that they came to complain that we never were given our territory because it was because it was given to a different uh, storeholder in the hands of Manim. There's one more interesting point, and that is that even though Yerushalayim, we see over here, was at least part of it was in Shevet Yehuda. There's a Mahlaqus in the Gemara, who actually inhabited Yerushalayim. Was it given to Yehuda to split up and give to their people to live there? Which means that even though it fell into, since it fell into Nachala, they could give out area in Yerushalayim. or do we say Yerushalayim don't is Which means even though technically it fell within the borders of Yehuda, Yehuda didn't have the rights to determine the it was in Yerushalayim. It was like a free city, so to speak, which wasn't given to any Shavit to inhabit more than anybody else. And... Um, now, there's an interesting thing. The the machis in the Gemara. in the Gemara, if Yerushalayim was Ishaklashwarti Bun, Zmachhis at the beginning of Yumah, there are a number of nafkimus. For example, the one of the nafkiminas is is that the is that the tsaras can the haloh of tsaras can only be on a house which is in eretz was in a land which was in, given out to eretz Israel. And therefore the Gemara says that according to one opinion, there was no such thing as saras on houses in Yerushalayim. Because Yishalayim wasn't the Chuzaschim. Yishalayim wasn't split up as a place which was given to Shvatim. On the other hand, we find an interesting Gemara. The Gemara says that, remember Yishalayim was split between Yehuda and Minyam. So the Gemara says, that when Klay took Yericho, and they declared it to Khayram, like a forbidden territory, it was decided that any the Shavit, who later on hosts the mikdash, as, so to speak, because they gave him some of their Land, the Besamekdash so instead of that they would be given Yericho, right? It was called Tushna Shal Yirikhoi. The city itself was a harem, but the, the areas around Yericho, the plantations of Yericho, would be given to that shepherds. Now, if that's the case, right, it wasn't the den of Yerushalayim. It was then specifically who ha- who has the Migdash will be given Yericho, which is why it was given to Binyamin. Binyamin was given Yericho because the Besamekdash was in his territory, as opposed to Yerushalayim, which was in half in each territory, and even though no Shavut, neither Binyamin nor Yehuda, according to the supreme Lagumara, the got to inhabit Yerushalayim, it was keilu for everybody to, love for everyone. Yehuda wasn't given something back as a chelik for for the part of Yerushalayim which he never got, which he never got to use. And the reason for that is, is because the reason why the Shvatim um, gave Yerichoch as as for Binyamin was in so that way keilu the place where the best image was built belonged to everybody. It happened to fall within the borders of Benjamin, But since Kiru Klayishol paid for it, they gave him a different property of Yerichoy, which was, was a herit It wasn't part of the chaluk of the arets. So Keiru Klayishol had given him something for the place of his Besamekdash. So it would be considered like the Besamekdash was in Klayishol's property. Oh, so they gave, a we're going to see in at the very beginning, that they, originally they gave the sons of Yerichoy, but it was with a condition. And that is, you can have it until the building of the Besam Mikdash. Because when they decided to build the of Mikdash, so then they're going to give Yericho to the sheikh that gets to house, house the of Mikdash. It wasn't straight away, it was over 400 years later. So it was a long time that Yisrael's descendants had Yericho until the of Mikdash was decided where it was going to be built, and then it was given to Binyamin. All right, that's what's going to get to um Yehuda. Mm-hmm. We will see that Yehuda was the biggest Akhila, and it was also the biggest Shavit. Even after taking them into account, still proportionally Yehuda is much bigger than other We're going to see in it's and we saw a reason for this. The Gemara often talks about this idea that there's some land which is edis, which is more fertile, some land which is the birds, which is less fertile, and therefore if you're going to bring them to a point where they equal the same, you're going to have to give a bigger, a bigger piece of ground of less fertile ground to make it equal to a smaller piece of fertile ground. And therefore, the shvatim which are around the kineres, for example, Naphtali and Zvulun, which are very super fertile lands, are given much smaller halakim. Whereas you heard of who had the Eretz Negev, which was desert, right, like we saw last time when Kalev daughter tells him, give Negev and satan you are giving me a desert, right. So therefore, the land was less arable, was less fertile, and that's the case. The halakim were uh, therefore proportionally that much bigger. So.